Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nico from Boardstock. I just wanted to tell you guys, hey, thank you so much for your support. Really goes a long way. Sorry to interrupt the episode at the beginning. I just want to let you know, if you could leave a rating and review specifically on iTunes, it really goes a long way. It really helps the channel grow. Really helps the podcast get to more people. And yeah, I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. I'm loving doing this these episodes, and so is Marcus. And yeah, please rate, review on iTunes, and love you all. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Nico, and this is Marcus, and welcome to Porch Talk. Boom! Episode thirty-two. Happy to be back, y'all. Yeah, Marcus is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we, we do today, Marcus? We caught up a lot. Uh, talked about some good stuff when it comes to this business and life, and uh, talked about some cool things that come up in the future too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a we we got a pretty random episode today. It was mm-hmm. definitely every it was every which way. But I mean, I hope you guys enjoy. Give it a good listen. Listen till the end because I don't know if you know this, Marcus, but we are doing the uh, follower slash rating and review contest again. Oh yeah, I know. It's going I, I, for a I couple. listen. I listen. It's going. It's going <laughs> for a couple more episodes, and then we will throw a the name into a random generator mm-hmm. and see who wins the T-shirt. So, yeah. without further ado, enjoy. But yeah, she's like everywhere. Um, she was our first speaker that we had in last semester uh, to write or to the entrepreneurship club, and then this semester we brought her in um, into the club in February uh, for ABBS, and that meeting was lit because we we marketed it really well. We said uh, we said we got a uh, she's black, she's a veteran, she uh, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's from Dayton area. Come on down, you know. And everybody like for for those meetings, we get uh, we get decent turnout. Probably about like twenty or so people. This was like huge, like ninety, probably almost a hundred people came out to that one. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. And all it was, literally, she was just gonna talk about her life a little bit, let us all taste her sauce. She always carries around pretzels or like you know some kind of like snacky food like that. You dip the sauce in, and um. God, it it was lit. There's so many people there, man. So, what did you learn from that whole event? What was, like, the biggest takeaway from that whole event for you? Um, I think I actually spoke about it on our podcast earlier. Uh, She was the one who imparted upon me that uh, that radical honesty thing. Um, And she really really talks about how that's a part of her her Um, self-drive. I was talking with her yesterday. Like, it's just a part of her self-drive that, like, um, she's always real with herself. She's always, like, thinking about things so objectively. And and when once you get in that mindset, you, you just go a million miles a minute and you don't stop. You just don't stop, you know? Okay. Yeah. I That's awesome. It. You know, you know I'm a big proponent <clears throat> of radical honesty. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, what's up, guys? It's Porch Talk. Oh, wow. I thought you were just testing it. <laughs> nah, we, we're going in on it, I guess. Heck yeah, brother. You went in, so I was like, all right, let's just keep recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, porch talk. I'm happy to be back. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a minute, for sure. Um, I had a really serious health thing go on. Um, I shared it a bit with you, but I never I never really told anybody uh, what was really going on. 
mostly because I still don't know what the root cause of it was. It was really bad. Um, basically, my sinuses uh, were like collapsed. I've, I've always had really bad allergies, but mm-hmm. with this, my sinuses were like collapsed, could not breathe in my nose at all. And from the friction of them like just touching each other, I had, I had like bleeding going down the back of my throat. It was like steady, started back in the fall. It wasn't that bad. But it, like, steadily got worse and worse and worse. And by February, I was waking up in the middle of the night with, like, blood in the back of my throat. Like, coughing, like, on that. And it, it got scary. So, went to the doctor. And uh, I've seen ENT specialists a couple of times. I've uh, been in and out of my doctor's office. I'm going in for a CAT scan in about a week. Because uh, they still don't know what's really going on. They've had me on steroids and antibacterials and like different stuff to like try to say, oh, is this is this what's going on? Is this what's going on? They don't know. Um, the one thing though that was really scary is they found they found these non non cancerous polyps that were building up in uh, this in the sinus cavity on my uh, right side. That's really that was really clogged, really filled up. And they they did say, hey, they're non cancerous, so it's not an issue. But there's something really crazy going on, and that's when they um, we uh, scheduled the the, the MRI, excuse me, not the CAT scan. Okay. Uh, the MRI to figure out what the heck is, is going on. So your sinuses were collapsing? Or were they, like, inflamed to the point where mm. there was no space left in the actual cavity? Yeah, yeah. So um, for my nose, it was inflamed, so, like, there was no space. That's typical, like, nasal congestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my actual sinuses, when I was sleeping especially, yeah, they would collapse. Oh, wow. So, uh... What that means is, like, the inner lining of it was just, like, coming together. Like, uh, I don't know. Think of, like, it's basically like a, a baseball. Think of, like, the inside of the baseball. Yeah. Of, like, just that, that it's just, like, the outside, like, leather with the stitching on it. But on the inside, it's just nothing. Like, yeah. Like a freaking black hole or something. Yeah, it was like that. Oh, wow. And, like, it felt it felt like somebody was just, like, pushing on my face. Because uh, you, have, you have a sinus cavity right around where your cheekbones are at. And then you have one that's basically behind your eyes, but like a little bit, um, a little bit off to the side. So it literally felt like somebody was just pushing on my cheekbones on both sides and just pushing on my head, you know, cause it was just yeah. pressure and it sucked. Dude, that's, sucked, that's kind of fucking wild though. <clears throat> yeah. Or freaking wild. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't you, know why. You trying, you trying not to cuss? Well, yeah, I'm just because mm. if I, if I'm consistent not cussing on the week that I don't have Caden, it's a lot <laughs> less likely that I'll cuss when I have Caden. Yeah. So, and that that is really important, especially with the uh, with all the, all of our friends, you oh know, all the, all the people. Yeah. <laughs> and with how Caden can just instantly remember the, a word and just say it weeks later. He's too smart. Oh my god, the kid's <laughs> way too smart. So, what else has been happening with you, Marcus? Um. Semester's going all right, um, even though I had the health problem. Um, I did have to drop a couple of classes, but I'm still on track, uh, you know. Um, most of my teachers were very understanding and everything like that, so uh, getting through there. I'm really hunkering down and uh, working on these languages I'm trying to learn. So I took four years of German in high school, Yep. decided to take another class, and this summer my goal is to become uh, – at the intermediate level conversational german i want to be able to just hold your everyday average conversation with a with a native german speaker 
Okay. Um, and then I'm also making some progress on Turkish. I want to get to the basic level, meaning like I know your your various noun, like basic nouns, uh, your pronouns, um, and then just basic language, how to count, um, you know, child stuff. Yeah. So uh, I feel like if I can get there over the summer, and then maybe if I take um, like a more structured Turkish class of some kind, maybe at the basic or intermediate level, uh, wherever I can find it, then, um, I don't know, probably this time next year, I might have uh, Turkish under my belt. Because it's one of those, like they have different categories of languages. Something like German is, uh, I think it's category one for okay. English speakers. It's very similar, so it's very easy to pick up. Yeah. In like six months, you can you can become like a pretty good German speaker if you really put your mind to it. In three months, you can live in Germany. Six months, you can be like really, really good. A language like Turkish, it's still more similar to English than like Japanese or Chinese. Oh yeah, um, they even you know switched to using a uh, English script about a hundred years ago. But um, it's still like much more difficult than German. I think it's two or three level two or three. Then Arabic's probably like three or four. That's the next one I'm going to learn after Turkish, and then Indonesian's after that, and that's the most difficult one that I'm going to learn. It's it's I'm pretty sure it's four, but it might be five. Um. And this is for my whole foreign services officer uh, career that I that I want to mm-hmm. kick off once I graduate. Yeah, I'm going to be an extremely valuable person uh, to the State Department if I know four languages at least at the functional level. Yeah, but if I can get up to like that that like really highly competent level, ooh, it, it, that opens so many more doors. Oh, of course, and yeah. that's with a lot of a lot of jobs if you know Spanish really well that you're already like a lot better off. Mm-hmm. Like you have a better rapport. For getting a job, as opposed to the a someone who doesn't necessarily know Spanish, just because, especially in America, Spanish is all over the place. Mm-hmm. We got and then everybody we really interact with, it's either they know Spanish or they know English. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's valuable. It's definitely valuable to uh, to learn a different language, and I think it helps you learn. In g- learn better in general. Yeah, yeah. You learn like you see these different insights just about language. Um, it's kind of like like you know English sentence structure. It's something that you don't really study if unless you ever take like an English course, probably in college or maybe like a high level English course in uh, in high school. We just kind of you know intuit it. We know like where the subject and the verb and and all the, all these other things uh, go in the sentence. But but once you start studying other uh, like another language, you then begin to understand and appreciate it uh, your language more. Yeah, you know. With German, how like stuff will be flipped. It will confuse the heck out of you uh, for a little while, but uh, you you get it eventually. Yeah, you know, like a lot of European languages, they put um, they switch the subject verb position. Typically in English, we say uh, um, Nico went to the store. Mm-hmm. They would say um, Nico uh, store went basically. Um, Nico in Nico to the store went is how they would put the sentence. And uh, it's very Yoda-ish. It's very odd, but it's you know you then get to appreciate English because it's like oh yeah we English is so awesome it makes so much sense yeah. it's very straightforward. <laughs> like uh, I heard this one comedian he was talking about Japanese. He said uh, he said you know where that whole trope of like uh, the old Japanese man like after somebody says something goes oh he said you know where that whole trope came from. He said, because, like, the verb, like, the very, like, important part of the sentence in Japanese or something like that, it's always the last thing that people say. 
So like, <laughs> he told this <laughs> stupid joke. He was like, he's like, um, uh, I can't remember what the exact word. <sighs> no, I can't remember the exact joke. So that that's fine. But um, basically, like the whole sentence was like sounding disgusting and like really messed up. But then like the last word was like something like that cleared up and like put it was like important context for the rest of the sentence so then like the japanese guy was like oh oh and it, was, <laughs> it was so funny the whole crowd rolling oh man but yeah language language is fun i'm gonna travel a lot too and it's gonna it's gonna be so useful yeah no especially for traveling a lot it'll be useful as well but i mean what are some of your big goals that you're that you're close to reaching to right now um <clears throat> So, uh, one big goal of mine, uh, getting, getting professional work has been a, has been a big goal for mine, uh, of, of mine, uh, lately. Um, you know, I get out to these networking events so much. I was just talking about this with my dad, um, with the club or with the clubs, I, I get around so much. Um, and so many people in the community know me, um, whether they're working down at the entrepreneur center or they're just, you know, a small business owner, um, you know, in Fairborn around campus, whatever have you, they know me and, uh, they always ask like, Hey, so you get any internship or any co-op or any like thing like that? They always ask these questions. And I'm like, you know, I really spend my time, energy and effort here with the club. And yeah, I learn stuff in my free time, but like they really, they, I don't know how to put it, but they really like are expecting you as a college student, you know, a junior in college, they're really expecting you if you are, you know, well-spoken and, and active to also be, you know, a kid who's, uh, who's very professional in all aspects of their life. So like when I, when I tell them, oh, I'm working at Kroger right now, or like back when I was working at Panera, they're like, oh, you're just doing like retail work. Like what? You know? Yeah. And uh, it gets to you, but at the same time you see, and like, you should resist that when like people are kind of like trying to peer pressure you towards something. But at the same time, you know how they always talk about uh, the, the top five people you spend your time with. Yeah. You know, they're, they're your biggest influencers. Um, it's good on me to want to get into more professional work. Cause yeah, I'm growing up, you know, and, and maybe I shouldn't be working at Panera bread, uh, with, with the high schoolers. Maybe, maybe let me think about that. And obviously I want to go in the direction of professional work, you know, but uh, I felt kind of bad about myself for a little while. I'm like, yeah, man, you, they are right. Like, all my friends are doing professional work. Why haven't I? And then I, I kind of realized, I'm like, wait, I have all these people's numbers. Like, like, why don't I just call up somebody? Like, why don't I just holler at Charlene the next time I see her at the next networking event that's going to happen next week and be like, hey, so I, I heard you have some positions open, you know, with what's going on with that. And then one thing leads to another. A week later, you got an interview, and, and you're there. Um, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. Um so yeah, I'm getting this uh, sales demo job. It's gonna be super lit. I'm gonna be working pretty closely with an entrepreneur, somebody who's who's running the business. I'm gonna see all the the high level stuff, and I'm gonna firsthand, and that's that's really important. So that when I uh, get out of the, oh excuse me, so when I get out of the foreign service, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna feel like I'm really there, you know? Yeah. Like five, to, I'm I'm thinking like about five to seven years spending uh working with the foreign service then i'll um i really feel like i'm i'm ready to take on the world you know yeah <laughs> yeah no i completely understand yeah that's pretty that's pretty sweet dude thank you what's been going on in nico land well uh big thing coming up sunday i turned 20 
So, I turned 20 on Sunday. Yeah, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Time is flying, man. Oh, no, trust me. Time has been flying. Um, mm. I've been uh, working on some stuff in the background that I don't necessarily want to announce yet. But we were talking about it off air. Uh, but let's just say I got I got a couple couple fun things that's that's going to happen in the near future so that'll be that'll be exciting and you know what it's just been work learning of course i'm always studying and researching a bunch of shit actually fun <laughs> uh fun thing i just read on pubmed yesterday yeah have you ever heard of the herbalife products Negative. it's like a weight loss supplement company they they sell a bunch of weight loss supplements, but either yeah, way, yeah. Uh, PubMed published an artic- article saying that those supplements are causing acute, f- fatal acute liver failure. What to people? Yeah, I mean Whoa. it's. I mean Herbalife's been in the in the mix for a long ass time. I don't know exactly when they first started, but apparently there's this huge surge uh, of products being sent to. India because they're everybody's starting to get internet. They're started to yeah, yeah. be able to buy stuff and get it sent over to India. And a lot of people were buying those Herbalife products. And uh, what what the researchers found was there was heavy metal contaminants in the supplements, as well as oh bacteria no. like pathological bacterial contaminants as well. So there's like technically diseases contaminated oh in the supplements God. not only that there were psych- psychotropic uh components or whatever so a bunch of psychotic psychotics that type of stuff you're kidding me <laughs> and then the last thing was just some toxic compounds as well so they were yeah there's pubmed wrote this whole article about how it's causing acute liver failure and it's a fa- it's became like a really like a public health concern across the world be- because of this whole India situation. That sounds terrible. Yeah, no, I, that I sounds mean, like like you you have you have metal, bacteria, toxins, and what was the what was the third thing? Psychotropic. Yeah, yeah. So like you're getting high while you 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 got metal and toxins that in your liver, and you're thinking like, ooh, I'm just trying to take a multivitamin, basically, right? No, nah, it, well, it's a weight loss supplement. Or, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't. I have no clue what's like the ingredients list that's in that yeah but i mean i don't i don't think it's a vitamin per se i think it's a legitimate weight loss supplement got you okay but yeah like i gotta get a couple couple extra pounds on me i think i might you know i think i might lose some and then dang people are dying from this yeah well it's yeah it's said in the it's said in the pubmed article and of course take every article with a grain of salt you should do your do your own research that was just something I stumbled up upon when I was randomly researching random topics like I like to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was saying that there was fatal acute liver failure through through taking the supplements. You know, you mentioned heavy metal, and it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, that's something that they they find, I mean, not often, but, but whenever they uh, whenever you hear about, oh, this supplement, like particularly pills, mm-hmm. um, that, that's something that they often find in them. And what it is, as I understand... It's uh, when they're, like, breaking the different materials down and they're cooking them, you know. Sometimes, depending on what types of material you're using to cook different, uh, you know, 
parts of the pills and condense them down and drain them of all their water and, and then, you know, dry them out and get them into pill form. Sometimes those materials can, like, rub off, mm-hmm. essentially, or as they're getting heated, you know, parts of it flake off. And that's how stuff, crap like that can get into the pills. And and it's like, well, dang, don't we have, like, a more, like, isn't that avoidable? Like, don't we have, like, a better way of doing stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I mean. It's, it's scary. Cause like, it is definitely, it. that's just a lack of problem solving at, at that point. If yeah. If today we are still experiencing heavy metal contaminants. And if it's if it's what you said, because I have no clue mm-hmm. how heavy metal contaminants get into products, I'm assuming it's that as well. That's what I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like that—that that is a part of what I imagine. I, I only know that because uh, I was talking with this dude the other day. He works in a candle factory, oh, okay. and that was something they always talked about. How like they—they uh, they have like these tools, like it's basically like a big old like circle saw. Um, that they sometimes will have to like run across candles uh, after they're they're done, like you know after they're done, like really even them out. Um, and from time to time, uh, you know they sample every company. They they pull out some of their products to oh, sample them and test yeah, them. Yeah. They say from time to time they'll find uh, bits of metal on their candles, and you know obviously you don't want to inhale bits of metal while you're just trying to get like the aroma of whatever the yeah. candle is. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, like, uh, you see this everywhere with people who, like, use, um, use, like, what was it, uh, very hot products and, and lots of metal containers. Um, and, you know, when you're making candles, mm-hmm. you melt the wax down, so it's hot product, metal containers. Because you see this a lot, and he, uh, so you mentioned pills, I'm like, hey, that that's right up that alley, too. That yeah, might that, be how it gets in there, but. That would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that was a. That was a fun one that I read yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, just got a couple projects I got going on. 20th birthday. I do have – I'm up to 10 tattoos now. Ooh. Last time you saw me, I think I was at, like, six or seven. Really? So, yeah. I what? got three tattoos and – Didn't uh, I see you, like, the week before Easter, I think? I had gotten two – no, I hadn't – no, I got tattooed yeah. two times the Friday of Easter – Okay. I got a tattoo. I don't know. It was sometime after that. It was probably Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I remember you talking about it now. I remember you talking about it now. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact time I got my third tattoo, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Hit me. What are they? Yeah. A video game character Genji from Overwatch on my calf. <laughs> I'll save the best for last. Um, I have. A song title and a band name, or so My Blood, the song My Blood from 21 Pilots. I have that written across my upper calf where the knee joint is, basically. Knee joint. Yeah. (laughs) And then my last tattoo that I got is on my butt. Let me explain the story, though. Really? Listen. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I was getting this Genji tattoo, this uh, on my calf, my tattoo artist was live streaming it. And, I mean, I got a very heavily discounted price on this tattoo. Like, it was a very expensive tattoo. I got it for very cheap. And uh, they were talking about how the last stream, they had a challenge where if they hit a donation goal, the highest bidder got to pick where or pick what tattoo someone got on their butt. I'm like, all right, it's like a three $300 donation limit. <laughs> I don't think they can reach it anyway. Uh-huh. So 
I agreed to it. I was like, all right, go for it. If if highest bidder can pick what they <laughs> pick what they uh put on my butt. And it was like there was like one line left before the stream was over on my tats calf tattoo and someone donated like a hundred dollars. You're kidding. I, and that was to finish off the the no- donation. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, gosh. I'm like, this is stupid. So uh the highest bidder, his name was king of soccer his viewer name oh not yeah. only that it was a two for one so one of his tattoo artists was getting a tat- tattoo of the highest bidder choice on their butt okay and he also picked out a tattoo for my butt as well <laughs> so the king of soccer is his viewer name okay he told the tattoo artist that was getting the butt tattoo that he wanted king of soccer on her butt it was a girl and for me he was like nico I'll give you a soccer ball with a king's crown on it to put on your butt. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been a soccer player my whole life, so I was like, that is probably the best case scenario other than them not reaching the donation goal. So yeah. I will take it. This is true. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I got to – It it's probably – if you make your – I don't even know. It's probably about the size of like – a, a sm- little bit smaller than my fist. Okay, like a small orange? Yeah, a, yeah, like a like a cutie or whatever. <laughs> this dude's got a cutie on his butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, soccer ball with, I, a, I with a crown. But yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty funny. And I'm going in for a tattoo tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm getting two or three more tattoos mm. throughout the rest of this week. So I'll have, I'll probably have thirteen, fourteen. Heck yeah, man. And then after that, I'm done for a decent amount of time. Yeah, you getting inked up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to make sure. I want to make sure my 20th birthday I got a couple tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how about how about we try to get you to 20 by your 20th? How about that? <laughs> Every, everybody, paying, everybody donate money. If you're if you're yeah. paying, I give everybody my cash app. Just hey, everybody cash app me money. We'll get to Nico 20. <laughs> we'll get Nico to 20 <laughs> tattoos by the time he turns 20. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, that's really that's all been that's been going on in my life, man. Mhm. Mhm. Oh yeah, yeah. So you always talk about uh, you you researching and learning all this stuff. Um, like you're you're doing that all the time, as I understand it, man. Yeah, usually a little bit every day. What really drives you to do that? Uh, honestly, I think it's just because they're topics that interest me. That's really it. It's like I just want to learn more. Uh. I was just reading an article about it was the movement patterns when your knees cave in when you squat and I've I've re I've like I've studied it because that's I had to study that to actually take my certification for personal training yeah 2 years ago and I just wanted to get more in depth of what the actual functional deficiencies were and I've learned I've learned a lot from that. So if your knees are caving in, you have tight a tight vastus medialis, which is the uh, inside part of your thigh. You don't have good ankle mobility. So when you point your toes up, if you're standing, that's called dorsiflexion. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you squat and you have poor dorsiflexion, your body compensates by buckling the knee in to get your body lower because that's what you're trying to do. Your body doesn't know. Your body just knows movement. It doesn't matter how they get that movement. When we're trying to do mm. something correctly, like anatomically correct, and say we start fatiguing, uh, a very, a very uh, easy explanation of this example of this is the curl. 
you have a barbell, you're curling, and you're starting to fatigue. So your shoulders roll forward, and your shoulders are helping you up, and you're swinging the weight up. Yeah. So you're not using proper form. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to describe how our body tries to get movement. Okay. Like, t- tries to keep movement. Okay, I think I see it, what mm-hmm. you're saying, yeah. So, and I, I was reading on how to fix this. And it's through a lot of ankle mobility drills, which I, I've studied pretty intensively as well. And a lot of foam rolling, stretching the, the inner thigh or the vastus medialis. So, Yeah, yeah, you were telling me the other day uh, that, that you do a mobility class, right? Yeah, I, I do a free mobility class at my work, Fit Body Boot Camp. And it's completely free. You can come to it every single Sunday no bono, no money needed. Mm-hmm. It's all free. And it, it's really working on fixing posture. Uh, we can fix lower, chronic lower back pain through mobility. And overall, it'll help you help you move better and more efficiently it, just in everyday life, as well as you'll get more out of your workouts if you do it consistently. Yeah, yeah, that's so, good stuff, man. It's yeah, really good stuff. I'm, I've been dedicating a lot of... A lot of time and effort into learning everything I can about it. So, and actually, I'm taking a my sports performance test. Come, I'm shooting for Friday. Ooh, wow! So, well, it's more of I've had all the stuff done. I just need to schedule and take the test, and now I need to go back and review because I took so much time off, and that was me being lazy in regards to needing to get that test done because i i'm not a good test taker as it is probably because i don't like taking tests i mean honestly (laughs) (laughs) who does a lot a lot of people i mean i don't think i've ever met a person who does enjoy it it's one of those things that it's just naturally anxiety inducing that's true yeah like even people who like like being in front of a crowd you know like I, I personally love speaking. I like being in front of a crowd. I love it. It's still anxiety-inducing, yeah. but, like, it's a part of the rush. Oh, you know? yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah. And it definitely gets a lot less anxiety-inducing as well. You know, I I got to be honest. I think it's I think it's the opposite. Like, really? I think I think with, with all things like, like fear, everything that's fear-related, I think fear just exists. And and I think what changes is you. You, you get braver. You know? like, I think that you, you grow to overcome it. Cause like, I like to use this example. Batman is actually still afraid of bats. Like he never got over that fear. That's why it works for him. That's why he like he knows I'm dressed as a bat. I'm scary. Like like he knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I like to use that example because like it's it it's like that really. He's you know you never lose the fear. You become better. You become braver. You know. Yeah. Um. And then, like I said, it adds to the thrill, like getting up in front of a state or in front of like a, I, I ran, I run some of our club meetings, for example. So like getting up in front of, uh, you know, people that, you know, you see them regularly and even so there'll be a number of newcomers just like being able to, like, you really feel like, Hey, I got the message across. I'm, I'm really trying to build this culture. We had a really good, uh, event today, you know? Uh, while we were doing this brainstorm, I really let it well. Look at all this, all the stuff we have up here on the wall. You know, you, you really get to uh, feel better, feel good about yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And especially with my job, I get random walk-ins. I get people that call, call the phones, and I mean, 
the first time I did it was very, very nerve wracking, but it's, it's just, I definitely have gotten braver because I can get my point across. No stutters, no hiccups in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I effectively, effectively communicated that to the actual client to the point where they come in, they try it out, they buy a membership and they stay with us. I mean, there's only yeah. there's only been one, maybe two people throughout my whole time working at the new job Fit Body Boot Camp that I hadn't closed them on a membership. That's awesome. Like, yeah, my my closing rates, I think it's like 93 or 94%. Yeah, man. Um, and that's, that's got to be especially difficult, too, because, like, like, what percentage of people do you think come in and they don't really know how to do anything properly? I would say probably 60% easy. Then you have a couple people who just are out out of working out, have been out of working out for a minute and need a motivator to actually work out. Mm. So they, they're more uh, apt to at least learning quicker or may they may even know the movement entirely. So, yeah, I would say about 60% don't really know what they're doing, though. So Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's... Communication is probably the most important thing you can do. I mean, if you know how to effectively communicate to literally any person and be able to relate to what they are saying, I mean... You'll be you'll be golden with whatever job you want to do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, team players are the best people. Yeah, uh, team players, people who are really able to work well with other people, they're they're the freaking best. Not even just team players, just people that may not have the natural skill but have the work work ethic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true as well. Yeah, um, you see that with engineers. Like so, I like I like this example because they're not they're typically uh, you know not even like a like a people people you know like they're not uh, each each engineer isn't gonna tell you that they're really a people person, but they definitely have the work ethic. You see it like like clear as day, man. It's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I I just like team players because if you've ever been a part of something and uh, and you feel like you are really like lugging a lot of weight a disproportionate amount and you look around and you don't see everybody else you know working as hard as you do it 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 gets to you eventually you know oh yeah it really gets to you but when other people see it before you see it like if, if somebody else comes to you before you've figured out like hey i'm really busting my butt here no one else is if somebody comes to you and tells you that and they like try to support you or try to help you out. You feel freaking amazing. Yeah. And that's why I like I like the, like the team player person because if you're ever working, you know, in a group as we all do, you know, you're always going to be working in a group. If if you're ever working with, you know, other people and somebody somebody comes to you and says that, like it really it just makes your day. It makes it makes you feel so much better. I mean, not you know? only that, n- we couldn't function as a as a group whether it be a company whether it be a team, we can't function without the team players. Yeah, man. If everybody's a all-star, I'm going to do everything myself. There'll be no order. 
there'll be uh, a lot of ego fighting. There'll be a lot of, oh, me, 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 look at me, look what I did, look at me, give me the promotion, that type of thing. Yeah. Whereas the team players, they're setting up the plays. They're they're assisting you with what you need to do. They're they're backing you up. They are the they're the glue to the popsicle stick structure. Yeah. Of said team. I love that. That was nice. I like that. Yeah. 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 That, I came up with that one on the fly. I didn't even know <laughs> what I was glue, saying at yeah. first. Popsicle stick structure. Okay. Okay, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> how's Caden been? He's been good. He's. He's so big now. He's running around. <laughs> he's speaking full sentences. He's been doing that for a while, though. Uh, and he's he's definitely in the terrible twos. Mm. Definitely in the terrible twos. He can he can be a little. He says no all the time. I bet. Oh yeah, he says no. He's. Uh, and if anybody says a cuss word, he's on it. He's he's either th- he's either saying it, or he's saying. You said a bad word. Go in timeout. <laughs> that's a, it's one of the two. That's so cute. And it's just a toss up. You never know. That's really cute. But other than that, yeah, he's been he's been doing good. He's he's definitely my son because he's been injuring himself all the time. He's he's in a he's just a replica of me, dude. <laughs> Honestly. I don't think I ever shared this story about how I almost went blind in my left eye, but it was the first and only vacation I had ever went on. It was about two, we were on our second to last day on the beach. We were on a beach. I don't remember what beach it was. I was probably seven, around seven years old. It was a bright, bright, sunny day, blue sky, not a cloud anywhere in sight I look out the window, see see the beach, see all the people. And the day before that, my mom had got me a rubber band gun. We were taking a walk, strolling, checking out all the local shops ne- alongside the beach. And I saw this dark or light wood uh, rubber band gun. It was a rifle. And you could load multiple rubber bands to boom, 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 rapid fire, shoot it. Mm-hmm. And we were staying in the for the morning because we did like a puzzle a day while we were on this vacation because my dad was super into puzzles at the time. And it was a puzzle of a, I think it was just of a landscape. I'm pretty sure it was of a landscape with trees in the foreground. There was a nice snowy mountain in the background and there were birds. Either way, we we were very close to finishing it. And me and my brothers were like, I just want to play some Lord of the Rings on the PS2. (laughs) So... I was waiting my turn because we only had two controllers. So I thought it would be a fantastic idea of loading 20 rubber bands at the same time into this rifle. I mean, why not? I'm kid thoughts, obviously. And I, in the best way in my mind to do that was to stick the rubber band gun in between my legs and pull the rubber bands up to load it over top of the barrel. Well, when I was doing that, when I was pulling up, my legs opened up a bit and the gun slipped out from in between my legs, came up, hit me in my left eye. It was on the outside of my left eye. So if you're looking at me center, it's to the far left of my eye. It was still in the coloring area. So Mm. my eyes are brown. It was in the brown area. 
instantly dropped to the floor, blood curdling scream. I mean, my I've never seen anybody move as quick as my parents did to me. I was mm. I was crying blood. My tears were bright red, just streaming down my face. My mom was holding a tissue to my eye, and we Im- immediately got everybody got in the car. We drove to the emergency room. They gave me a couple tests, gave me an eye test. I still had perfect vision somehow. And we're waiting in the, uh, waiting in the little, uh, doctor's office. And the doctor walks in. He was like, yeah, you, if you were, it was either a centimeter or a millimeter to the right. I would have went blind in my left eye. And if you, I don't know if you can still see it, but. For the longest time, if you shined a black light on my eye, you could see where the gun had scooped the color part of my eye, and there's like a little dent in my eye. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to put this medicine on my eye, and I'm really weird about touching my eyeball, but I had to put this medicine on my eye for, I don't remember how long it was, but it was a pretty, pretty decent amount of time, so. I remember when you guys came back with that rubber band gun, and your mom- still have it. You still have it? Yeah. I remember your mom like took it for a little while because she was probably no she broke the she broke the barrel off. That's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. I remember she did something with it. She yeah. broke the barrel off so we couldn't load any rubber bands. So it was just like the <laughs> hilt, and then there's a little divot where the yeah, yeah, where yeah. the uh, actual barrel was. But yeah, I still have that thing. I think it's in my shed. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! But if I swear, if Caden does even a quarter as much of as much damage I did to myself, that'd still be a lot of damage. <laughs> this is this is true. I always hit my head. I was always the kid that got like mm-hmm. hurt, honestly, throughout growing up. Was it you or was it Rocco that the, the Slimkers uh, shot like point blank with the BB gun? I think it was me. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember Enzo was calling you the bulletproof monk. Yes, it was <laughs> me. It was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That was, that was a fun time. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, that's that's all I can think about talking about today. Yeah, man, it's really fun. I've been meaning to catch up with you, and uh, even when I did see you, uh, we saw each other like a couple of couple times. Weeks, a couple of weeks ago with yeah, Cameron, yeah. and then you stayed the night that night. Yeah, and then and uh, then some other time I don't remember. Yeah, well, no, that was the, it was the same day. We basically oh, it was did the, the same day. day. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. But uh, yeah, everybody else was around. We didn't have time to really catch up, mm-hmm. even though we still had a blast. But yeah, man, um, been been really itching to do this. So I have two things that I want to tell you about, and, and I want to share with our audience. Yes, um, they're both speakers. Um, my uh, <clears throat> my formerly fat friend. Uh, he's a he's a um, graduate student at Wright State studying history. Um, he has an amazing amazing story that I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it too much. Does his name start with C? Uh, no, no. C? Craig? No, no. It's not Craig. Oh. It's not Craig. Craig doesn't go to school right now. Oh. Um, his story is similar and also amazing. But, but, uh, but no, no. This this guy, he's a. Uh, you guys are gonna love speaking with him because he's he's kind of a goofball. Uh, he's the most prolific Snapchat I've ever seen in my life. But um, he he's gonna be down to record sometime soon because okay. uh, his workload's really decreasing. Um, All right. So there's that. And then um, also my friend, uh, her name's Adrian Draper. Uh, if you live in Inglewood, Ohio, she's actually going to be running uh, for city council. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love I, I love her. She's awesome. Uh, we talk about politics a lot together. 
so that that's why she's she's one of my buddies but um she really uh she really cares about people you know and uh, all of, all of the stuff that she she focuses on focuses on politically is like where where you know government policy is is doing you know hurt you know and she's trying to fix it mm-hmm. uh trying to try to switch it around to where instead of you know some sort of policy you know affecting bad change on people's lives really trying to fix it and turn it around so it can do something good for them um but yeah she said that she's down to do uh do an interview okay um sometimes she's actually looking more towards like the fall so that's that's on the horizon but matthew he's he's ready to go all right so cool uh, cool, cool and yeah, actually speaking of um i have a person that's actually in your grade do you know cameron seabrook yeah 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 he's he's hey. dropping he's dropping an album soon yeah, or yeah. an ep and we've been we've been talking and he wants to get on in on the podcast as well i need to message him here soon to you know him from soccer right yeah 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 uh, did you two play together on yeah we team? played through we played through high school together yeah man yeah and i see him all the time he's always at the gym and i For talk real? to him yeah oh man yeah so uh, you mentioned craig back in the day when i was running with it was it was uh me craig ezra and cameron uh the the four of us we would all or five of us sorry we would always run together and um i'm missing i'm missing lawrence clark that's what i was missing um we lunch together all the time uh, back in middle and high school we had a ball oh man we used to we used to go out bowling from time to time we would like get a whole bunch of our friends together and do a whole bowling thing oh that was so much fun uh i haven't really dang i haven't really sat down with cameron in almost like two years dang it's been a long time yeah yeah, I'd love that. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been Marcus. I've been Nico. And this was Porch Talk. Thanks for listening.